What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this interview, I sit down with Omar. Omar is a DC native who teaches people how to home grow bud hemp cannabis out of their house because DC has some crazy loopholes and laws. Uh, and he was actually recommended to me by Ben Draws, which is the last interview uh, as a follow up guest to Ben. So I had never met Omar before, so that was super interesting. And we had a really good conversation. We talked about crazy hemp and weed facts, uh, crazy things about George Washington Carver uh hair growth i don't know it was nuts it was really fun conversation even a little confrontational in the middle but hey sometimes you gotta have a little spice in your sauce but anyways guys thank you for your continued support and listens on the podcast hope you're enjoying it um i have been really loving it and kind of getting in my groove right now so Anyway, you can show your support by recommending it to a friend or, you know, reviews or following on the Instagram at That's the Angle <laughs> or my personal one, the Bruce Allen. It is always appreciated. Anyways, guys, enjoy. Sorry. What? Here we go, right? People think like I've been vegan since uh, like 1999, right? And my whole reason for that was for my own health. You check it? Now, if you kill that animal and the spirit of that animal give you a heart attack or some shit, then that's on you, you know? And it's like, yo, I wear leather shoes. You check it? So, like, most people call themselves vegan ain't even vegan like that because you wear leather shoes. You know what I mean? You got leather in your car. Vegan, you ain't even... For real, you're not supposed to kill an ant. You can't even, you can't even have pest control properly in your house if you're you for real vegan, you know? So I remember when vegetarian used to be vegan. Fact. Remember, you remember that when vegetarian meant you only ate I mer- plants. I remember when vegan wasn't even a thing. I didn't even know yeah, vegan was a, vegan was, a, was, a, was a thing. They came around ninety nine, nine ninety nine. vegetarian actually meant like yo, you only eat vegetables. That's it. You know what I mean? And then they just switched that up. Well, I'm a pescatarian. Well, I'm an ovaltarian. Well, I'm a boobooptarian. You know what I mean? Well, I'm a vegan, but I just eat meat every Thursday. Whatever, you know. So it's like okay, but then you see within that you follow the trend and you see like it's a marketing thing, you know. You think so? Like I like do, like man. vegans are like holier than thou. That's, that's, Not even that. It's like yo, from you in it for X amount of times, and after you've done the holier than thou shit and told everybody, oh that right there ain't good for you and all of that, and seen how much of an asshole you are, and just really be like, all right, well let me just chill out because this is not really. It really doesn't mean anything. Hitler mm-hmm. was a vegan, all right. Nobody nobody touts that. Really? Hitler was a vegan? Hitler was a vegan. Holy shit. You just converted like 30 people from non from not being a vegan. <laughs> All dude. right, but it's like, yo, if somebody's lifestyle gonna make or what they eat is gonna determine how you live and yourself, then you need to figure out yourself. That's why I brought it back to myself. When I when I brought when I'm talking about vegan being vegan, it's like, how is this affecting mm. my health? How is this food affecting my health? Now I could be a vegan and have beer and uh chips and uh peanut butter. And that shit will fuck up my system. True, yeah, because you're not used to it. And smoke a cigarette. Well, uh, hey, man, I, I, I'm I'm on I'm not on the fence about tobacco. I'm just saying it's not. I don't fall into what everybody say about that. You know? But I get what you're saying. It's like it's like you're you're, you're vegetarian, like you're vegetarian or you're vegan just because it, it like reacts with your body. Like, I got, you can actually. All right, this is why I started. I yeah. started when I started reading the Bible. Okay. It said um, in Genesis. I don't think that's uh, in there, by the way. Yeah, I shall. I shall give. In, it's in Genesis. Some, uh, I can't quote him right now. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's nineteen. But um, I shall give for ye every herb and grass bearing seed shall be for ye as meat. 
mm-hmm. saying like, all right, this is what we were originally supposed to eat, you know? And then when the children of Israel were in, um, when in captivity, I mean, not when captivity, but when they were in the wilderness, they, um, they was like hungry as shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he gave manna for them, like, yo, just here, go some manna. And they was not satisfied with that. You know, you check it. And then he was like, all right, fine. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> all right. Yeah, so then they started eating meat. So that's how I followed it. But I was like, yo, let me stick to the original. That's, and, that's interesting. And I, do like I don't this. remember that passage at all. Oh, yeah, man. You can I'll, find that. Google that. Somebody find that. Are you talking like Christianity or Catholicism? Where are you Judaism, coming from on that? In, in the whole Judeo- you, Oh, you the come, Jude, you come Judeo, from the Judaism. I mean, I'm in the Western world. So we come from the the uh, Judeo-Christian mm. Abrahamic religion set. That's what that's where we come from. And every all three of them have Genesis in there. True. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, that's where we come from, Father Abraham. You know, that's that's where we are. Yeah, I mean, from. they all have, it's all their interpretation of the Bible. It's it's just, I think it kind of changes depending on where you are, depending well, on see, the interpretation. I mean, it's, it's such to where it's a history of a people from over such a time that you can find where they've gone through this, they've gone through that, they've mm. gone through this, where this was wrong at this time, that was wrong at that time. You know what I mean? Most people take it out of the context and want to run with it as their religion or whatever they pushing on another person as opposed to saying like, all right, where am I at in this Bible right now? I had to learn that from one of my elders. So so, you, so you're so you a Christian? Do you consider yourself a Christian? I would consider that. I would say that, you know, just on the, if I, if I wouldn't, not necessarily Christian, but saying like, yo, if I'm a um, follower of Christ, Christ, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, most people would say Rastafari because in this time, in this time, oh. the Christ presented itself in the form of Haile Selassie, who before he became uh, emperor of Ethiopia was uh, named Rastafari. So within that vein, you, you, you're going to have to educate me a little bit on that one because I, I, haven't, I haven't heard that. So the Rastafari. Yeah, so Haile Selassie is the uh, 225th descendant of uh, King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. And it's written in the Bible that out of the root of Jesse, he shall sit upon the throne of David. So um, through that lineage, Haile Selassie fit that right there. You know what I mean? So this is Rastafarianism. Rastafari, yeah. Oh, I don't know shit about that, man. Like anything you're saying, I'm like, I believe you. Is, is that what you practice? That's where I live. Oh, word. That's where you live. It's, it's a part of life. Yeah. I mean, like, so... So getting back to the veganism, in, yeah. um, it, within Rastafari um, or in the Bible, you would see where it is a, a vow. It's called a vow of Nazarite, saying that as a vow of separation, you not cutting your hair, you're not trimming your beard, not marring off the sides of your um, your beard or nothing like that, and you only following a certain diet. You ain't spilling no meat, spilling no blood. You're just going on according to the the ancient way. Mm. And um, yeah, the, the vow of the Nazarite. Like Jesus was a Nazarite. Um, That's interesting. I've always uh, thought that was super interesting. That like not cutting your hair. Like I always wondered what that symbolized. Like what? Well, it symbolizes ultimately. Like I said, a, sep- a vow of separation. But yeah. it's like when you when you don't cut your hair, you actually receive a lot of energies. You know, you're more in tune. It's actually like an antenna. Really? Yeah. In tune yeah. for like energy or in tune for like messages energy, or what? In the various forms that energy comes in. So it could be thoughts, mm. uh, just what they call instinct, you know what I mean? Being able to listen to God better, you know? Just like I, information. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I feel that, dude. Shit, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to grow my antennas out for the past like six months, but I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, do that, right? <laughs> no, seriously, do that, right? And then shave your head and see the difference. 
I would just feel goofy if I had to shave my head. Like right now, if I shave my head, I would feel so goofy. I'd feel like so insecure about myself. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be weird. That would be weird. And it is weird. I've done it before. It's not a good thing. How long is your hair? It's long. Probably about by my shoulder and shit. Like that. Damn. Damn. Well, hold up. Hold up. Let me intro this episode. I am sitting here with Omar, and Omar, this is like a follow-up interview, if you guys watched last week's episode or listened to it, with Ben Draws, a.k.a. The Hemp Guy. Ben came in here, and he was like over the moon about what happened in Congress and how, for the first time, liberals and, and, and Democrats agreed that cannabis was... was, was oh, sorry, conservatives and liberals <laughs> uh, were, were, uh, were finally in the middle about and saying that you know, cannabis is no worse than, like, more addictive than a cup of coffee. And that was all agreed on on both sides. Yeah, it was. And they agreed that uh, legalization would be inevitable. Mm. They, they might have been an impasse. That's the word I was looking for earlier. As far as the social justice aspects of it and uh, basically correcting the wrongs of the, the drug war and making sure that there's no barring of entry to people of color into entering the industry, you know. For from being a grower or a farmer or... Well, it's or, to say that these grower, farmer, distributor, all the various aspects mm-hmm. that, um, that this whole industry can produce, it can produce a whole... Any, a any whole side of it, whether it's like... But what I'm saying is like... Okay, they're saying like if you have a felony, you can't participate in the industry. Yeah, I remember him saying that was super weird. Yeah, that's very weird. But that's them trying to keep out what they call the black market. You know, the black market is well happens to be black people. You know, (laughs) 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 know? that's an interesting way to phrase that one. I ever heard America, you know, but um, like Canada, what Canada did, Canada's whole legalization strategy was to eliminate their black market. Black market. Canada used to supply. the East Coast and Central States in the U.S. Really? With uh, a good amount of the herb until, you know, people started picking up and growing over here. I always thought but, it came from Mexico. Nah, that's the swag. That's not, yeah, I'm talking about that swag. Like, oh, you're talking about, like, the higher buds. When If you ever had, you remember B.C. Bud? Yeah. That's B.C. Came from B.C. <laughs> kind Bud. British Columbia yeah, Bud, yeah. Yeah, all that shit. That was at B.C. It was Most of it was uh, a joint called Big Bud. Dude, it's so crazy because, I mean... I've been smoking cannabis for a long time, and uh, it's like the market went from complete swag to just everything being amazing. Yeah, that's why you had different suppliers, different ways of coming in. Before it was had to be compressed, and brought in. Um, you, yeah, yeah, people bringing <laughs> the it shit, from afar, shipping it. You know? Shit with so, the seeds in it, yeah. fat ass seeds. And people got people developed. Um, there's always been like a good quality bud out there being grown but not on mass mm. um, certain people were instrumental in making that happen and yeah it was like you want your your swag your mids or your heads that was that was it for me right so like what canada did before canada their whole thing was to uh kill out their their black market and they um they don't source anything from any of their growers that are particularly growing that have been growing for the longest time they don't they don't deal with them at all so when canada first legalized they um on the first day they sold out midday 
because they were only sourcing from certain corporate entities. Oh, so you're saying, okay, I get it. So, so when, when America in this instance, right, because this is, this is like the Canada example, when Canada did it, they made it so they could only get it from big business, right. which was all white-owned. Oh, of course. Of course. But Canada, I mean, Canada is like a white country to me, but you know, I'm sure they, I know they got black people, but their white um, growers were outlawed. So they went from, if you got caught with a pound, you had to do six years in Canadian prison. The Mounties come down on you and do whatever they do. Now, after legalization, it's 14 years. Whoa, what? You're yeah. telling me you, in Canada, you could, for growing, you could still go to jail for longer now? If you get caught with a pound. If you just happen to come by me and you wind up with a pound somewhere along between me, you, and the sheriff, you know what I mean? The sheriff, or, well, not the sheriff, the mounted guy, whatever they call him, he going to be like, nah, eh? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you had the pound, you'd be fine. But if you had the plane, I no, thought then you'd be fine. No, if you had the fine. pound, you're not going to be fine. If you had the pound, it used to be six years that mm-hmm. you would have to serve. Now, after legalization, oh, you have to do 14 years. Because, so they because, doubled the amount. Be, because they, they, o- they only want you getting it from their from privatized their, dispensaries. Yeah, from their privatized dispensaries. Okay, okay. So, so, I get it. Yeah, so like within the States now, if I was to... Uh, in, in talking about what the mayor has proposed, uh, the mayor is proposing that only those people, if they've eliminated the, um, the loophole as far as being able to gift cannabis, the way how people have been doing the gifting. Thing. In D.C.? In D.C., yes. Yeah. That that's not a thing anymore. No, and I'm sorry, in the upcoming legislation that is okay. proposed by the mayor, what she, her, her office put out. And, um, yeah, that's the biggest loophole right now in D.C. Yeah, it is. And that's why a lot of these, the, the whole pop-up culture has even brought, it's founded in D.C. It's spread up and down the East Coast and other places, but it's uh, founded in D.C. And can, you, can you explain that? Because there might be people who listening who aren't from D.C. who don't get how cannabis is legal in D.C., but only if it's like a gift or something. So people give away a gift. Like if somebody was to... Um, you would purchase this rock ashtray. Mm-hmm. They'll give you a free gift of cannabis along with your rock ashtray. Mm-hmm. Ivory, excuse me, ivory, like elephant tusk. We're going to get in so much trouble. We got elephant tusk in the place. This man got our bear carpet and elephant tusk. <laughs> what else you got in here that's just going to piss off every vegan listening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this man got an eagle in the corner somewhere right. stuck. No, but like, but that that was the weirdest thing for me to get to because, you know, when that thing first came into came to into being, and and I came to DC to pick up some stuff, the guy was explicitly saying, like, almost as almost assuming that I was having, I was on a mic or something, like, just in case, like, this is a gift, right? Like, this is your donation. Yeah. And so it's it's just weird how something could be legal yet illegal if you do it a certain way. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Yeah, and that's that's like how DC is right now. Yeah, so um, within that proposition, oh well, what the mayor is proposing is the ending of that, and only people associated with the cultivation centers would be then allowed to uh, sell legally within DC. So you would have to have a a cultivator with a cultivator's license, which they already have. A dispensary with a dispensary license, which they already have. They have a new provision for a distributor license, which means you can um, be a basically you could transport 
from dispensary to cultivation center or cultivation center to an end client or something, you know, dispensary to an end client. Okay, I can see that business. Yeah, yeah or which they already have in D.C., but they're saying that these people that have these businesses have, now have to be associated with a dispensary and cultivation center, which is already owned by whoever owns them. Oh. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So my biggest concern with that is... Uh, Amir, Amir, I'm going to say right now, if you, the mics can't pick you up if you're going to ask questions. Sorry. So like, okay, so say for instance, the thing with the ATF, they got to tax you. You cannot sell alcohol. You cannot, you know, do these right. certain things. I think that the loophole was not just based on maybe try to get people incarcerated. Of course, that's the element to it. But I think it's more so about the money of not being able to tax it. So if you're, say for instance, you're trading me this for this, but the tax on this is different. I'm not getting my money. You know what I'm saying? So I need the, the like, say for instance, if you're walking down the street and you got a box of cigarettes and you selling Lucy's, you sell them, you sell them, the government ain't getting none of that money. You know what I'm saying? No. That's, I think that's all they really want is their money. And well, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got that element, which is... That loophole wasn't necessarily for that. I mean, a lot of people, they love paying taxes. They, they are straight pay their taxes all day. They, that's what they do. They'll pay their taxes. They're just, they just itching to pay their taxes, you know? But uh, there was no provision in the law about taxing because the legalized sale wasn't permitted. Mm. Well, well, it's just giving away, gifting. Yeah. You give it away, you know? So in the, the common law, the whole gifting with the value of something else like that in any type of exchange for money, they got away with that. They, I mean, they done away with that. Because when DC thought, you know, and they were talking about the state of it right now, like w when they made it legal, but not legal to transact upon, it was because to cut down crime rate, right? No, man. Come on. Are you crazy? Well, no, but wouldn't it? Because you wouldn't be getting arrested for just having like an, sorry, not, no, not crime, man. sorry, for, 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 for people getting arrested. Like it would. No, man. I, what I, do you I, mean? I told you earlier, the, the arrest rate of, of young black people in the city went up. Or increased, like it didn't. It didn't change. We said that off air. You got to explain yeah. that again. Oh, what I was saying is like, yo, when once legalization came and all of that, people were still getting arrested, mm. but it was only um, black people in certain areas of the city. You know mm. what I mean? Where whereby the police are a, are a force that that's what they do. They arrest black people, so they find a reason to arrest black people, and they they that's it. You know, but what I'm saying is like they didn't make that legal. For that, they they basically the people who construct the law made it legal for possession and to grow. Mm. So, which is which is where I come in, which is um, from knowing how to grow. I help people grow within the city. You know, I've um, you're allowed uh, under the law for a two adult household to have six plants, six of which can be actually flowering. And um, that's, what, that's what the law is. It, this, this upcoming legislation keeps that the same, but there's a cap on the um, amount of possession within a residence. So, so basically, per household, you can, only have, you can have six plants, and, all, and six of those plants can produce bud. What if you have a two-adult household? If you, oh, so if you have one, is it three? If you have one, then it would be six plants total, three of them flowering. Oh. That's, the, that's according to the letter of the law. God, that's such like a nuance right there. Like three, it's why 
why why do you think they made it like that? Are they scared that people are going to grow too much? I think it was arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And the, this is a it, mind you, it was a citizens' proposition, so it wasn't like like the mayor was like, yeah, let me make sure we get this 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 herb shit straight and we are gonna do it like this. No, it came from the citizenry. What do you know? mean it came from the citizen? Uh, you know, like a citizen's proposition. So it wasn't drafted by a lawmaker, by a legislator. It was drafted I, by... I am so dumb when it comes to political stuff, so you have to explain this to me and, and well, to people there's, listening. Because there's a video. Shout out to my people them that put me onto this video. It, it was... Um, what's that? Um, Confunction Junction? Okay. The, um, the law, how, how a law is made video yeah. and things like that. You should wow. that in. Holy right crap. I can't because yeah. I'm going to get copyright. But I... The bill. bill, the bill, yeah, the bill. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my God, Schoolhouse yeah. Rock, yeah. Schoolhouse Holy Rock. shit! Right, 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 right. Right. So that's you could watch that and they'll tell you how to do it. Like it's, that's it right there. You know what I mean? So you citizens can actually, you know what I mean, petition the government to have a bill. Like they had a proposition in uh, California, right? Yeah. So, you're, so, for that. so you're saying the the way it even happened in DC was. A bunch of citizens came together for a bill, and enough people came together, and, and, and then it passed. People voted on it. it oh, like, people yeah. voted in the past. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I had no idea if it, if it came from inside the government, but it would make yeah, sense. How long that, you been in DC, man? Like, I mean, I've been around this area for so long, but I'm not like the most astute political person. Oh man, that joint was big. That was the biggest shit ever. How long you been smoking weed? Like, my whole life, dude. I grew up outside of DC, dude. Oh my goodness. We was like in like Northern Virginia or something. Yeah, I was in Northern Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I'm in a room with two DC dudes who, who grew up in DC. I'm not from DC though. I'm not from DC. So Where are you I'm from? I'm from New York. I was growing, I was born in New York. Why are you laughing at me? What you mean? Look, maybe I think nah. I think you pay I think you pay more attention to to the political side of cannabis because you're involved with it. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yo, certain things I know and just yeah, like I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's what makes DC so cool. Like you don't understand that. Like yo, it's like come on now. DC is the hottest shit right now just because of that. Yeah, you know but there's mean? still gonna be little things that not everyone knows that you know. I mean, you never see like I don't know because it, it's like cannabis is making big news all around the around the country. You know, like this this state is doing. Yeah, this, I mean, this I mean, I mean, you, you, you also, you also got to realize yeah. I'm asking some questions for people listening who might not know about this. Too. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay, like, so like, that, like. Right. Some sometimes I'm asking you questions because, like, I I know the answers to them, but if right. I just assume all the answers and I don't ha- like get your expertise on things, that's right, that's right. then like it it helps. Like when I'm asking you about like how how a citizen writes it up, like I know a little bit, but I don't know everything. So right. by me asking that, so, that video there is the, is the spot on drink for that right there. So. Yeah, or 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 like or like just like little policies and stuff in DC. It's like I. A lot of some things I might know, but I ask you because people listening may not right. be as you, entrenched you come as from the yeah of the audience. Yeah, well, yeah, like I'm that. I'm curious as well. Sometimes uh, I know yeah, that yeah. like like right. we know more about this than than most people, so they yeah. might, general people won't get it. Right, right, right. Okay, I get it. Cool. You know what I'm saying? That, a little bit of like yeah, that's a, that's a good clarity on that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I it helps to play dumb when you're interviewing people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let that's you think. I can't let you think I'm actually dumb. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's mess with you there, though, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, but but no, but no. So so yeah, I mean that 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 proposition's crazy in the state of 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 Bud in DC is just like it's 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 a wild west where it's legal but it's illegal and this this bill came along and it flipped it upside down. But you were saying something about because now that it's a neutral thing that not everyone 
like it might not move as fast? It's not a hot button issue. That was I, I just read a, a article. Um, it was saying basically that the real the main reason that legalization is gonna is a far ways off is because because it's such an agreed upon thing. There's no political motivation for anyone to want to let me let me let me back it up yeah there's yeah. no political motivation for lawyers mm. which is what most uh uh politicians are are basically lawyers or or some type of businessman that got into politics or whatever and they receive money from various uh state and local law enforcement and correction agency lobbies you check it, and their friends are lawyers and those type of things. Because it's not no, it's not no real win for them. It's like okay, this guy's for for cannabis legalization. Mm. So is the guy that he's running against. Yeah, it's like because it's so neutral, it, it it doesn't put you as like this sort of hero in a sense, right? Or like I'm the guy for abortion. So you know, if you agree with me, it's not as right. polarizing. You're not the champion of the thing. So he's like, nah. So if this guy happens to not be against. Uh, Pot and he's running and people are like well whatever just yeah it's going it's legal and it's going to be legal yeah anyway, if, so if, if it's not like immigration or or abortion hot or yeah they have out there so it's like the herb is so much agreed upon that people don't have it as a, a point of contention no more so, so what do you think is going to happen going forward as far as everything kind of coming into being what do you think you know how do you see this turning out I see in the ideal world, people would be able to grow all their own herb and, you know, have access to their own, you know, be sustainable. Yes. Killing me, Amir, dude. At this point, I'm going to start giving you a microphone or something. Jesus. (laughs) God damn. What's what's I'm sorry. Do you think that... um, that should be also given to ex-felons as well who were yeah. uh, incarcerated for the sale for of... Can- yeah, for the sale of cannabis. Yeah, man. Mm. Like, it, And the, the thing is, like, yo, that needs to be included. I feel that's going to happen. You know, like, just the, the, the erasure of those felonies. Because, for one, there's a, um, there's a need for a workforce within that. I also do workforce training, um, train people how to grow and, you know, basically yeah, you're getting that. people ready for entering the upcoming cannabis industry. Really? Know? Yeah. I mean, come on now. The, 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 the cultivation centers and dispensaries within D.C. don't meet the demand. You check it? So uh-huh. if they're going to be the only ones that are allowed to legally sell, you got to open up like 18 more of them in order, in order to get yeah. 25% of the, of the demand. You understand me? <sighs> In order to get a quarter of the demand. So when the floodgates open, we're not prepared, basically. Nobody's prepared. Nobody's prepared, man. <laughs> Nobody's prepared. People are just trying to smoke, man. We, we ain't growing it yet. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, but, so you man. teach people to grow and you teach like, the workforce training. It's all teaching people how to grow. Yeah, it's teaching people how to grow, man. Yeah. The, the, the God-given right to, to interact with the, with the earth. Are they going to be growing it only like giant centers? Or do you think it's still going to be like, okay, if people to grow in their house? Um, people could grow in their houses now. Yeah. So that's still a continuing thing. I don't see that stopping within this city. That's, that you, nobody's going to have that being taken away. I've even seen, I talked to police officers that said they, they'll go somewhere, they'll see some plants in the house and they're just like, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they'll go somewhere and people are walking out with plants and they're just like, 
Okay. Yeah, what are you gonna do at that point? Yeah, at that point, but it's like they're not hurting anybody, they're not harming anybody. They just just how it happened that they got plants. Mm. And there's no budget in there to go after people for plants and anybody that puts any type of uh any politician that, that backs or says any shit like that, they're gonna be they're gonna be voted out quick. You know, the way how the herb is popular now, no. Well, Nobody it, wanna hear it, it, it just had me concerned because if they're gonna make it so like no longer can you just give it away, it just it just made me think like, what's another way that you could make sure you get your money and get your taxes? You know, it's like, oh, you have it, people, it would be so you couldn't grow. I'm like, oh shit, that would suck. Well, you could have people actually legally. Um, you can't, all right, you're talking about growing a plant within your house. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, oh, like right fuck. now you could grow kale in your backyard yeah. and just be like, yo, you want some kale? All right, cool. Let me give you a dollar for that. Dude. Some whatever. Like you could actually do that legally. Dude, have where, that transaction take place. That's so true. I mean, where I live, we literally have an edible garden and it's fucking amazing to walk out there and look at that. I would love right. to have one of those plants be a goddamn weed plant. Right, right there. And it can be. just In many, many a garden across the city. That's the reality. So what? what's the best way to grow like weed? Like how do you, how do you, what do you like? What's like? Well, what, if you, you want to, um, I think the the most ultimately best way is a natural way of growing outside in the dirt mm. in the within actually within the soil. You know, you could prepare that soil with a manner of uh, organic um, nutrients, uh, baguanos, um, various composted uh, materials, so that's, and things that's like that. That's better. In terms of quality, grow outside than as like indoor hydroponic or anything and like I'm, that. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say quality, yes, because in and many people are gonna have a discrepancy here. Quality because the um, the angle of light or the light spectrum that we get from the sun is such to where it changes over the course of the day. Yeah. So during the uh, sunrise, it's a reddish light spectrum turns to orange at around the 45 degree angle it's bluish when it's overhead directly it's a white spectrum and then it, it goes into the blue orange red and going down like that that has an effect on the plant because it affects the not only the the quality of the various um different what they call terpenes that affect the um the flavor profile of the herb, but it, they, it also affects the various ratios of the cannabinoid oil, cannab, the CBD, the cannabinoids. Um, actually the active yeah. cannabinoids that um, influence how you feel the herb. Oh, you know? dude, I never thought about it like that. The fact right. that there's a color spectrum that is actually very important right. on the quality of your bud. Right, so that in and of itself adds a larger flavor profile. However, oh. now now that saying that's now talking of fresh herb that you harvest yourself and then you dry it in to the best of your abilities, you make sure all the crystals are on there and you make it good. Whereas outside, because of the rain and the wind, a lot of times crystals get locked knocked off of the mm -hmm. of the butt or whatever. And it might not have as much uh, as far as heavy hitting potency as oh. it would be indoors where all of those crystals are there and they're growing and they're all well preserved for the most part on the plant. So you have all in each and every mm. bit of all that good. It's uh, like it's like the outdoors is a more complex, deeper sort it's of a more complex, deeper uh, array of various influences on the thing. So you get a much more sharper 
not sharper, I would say a much more distinct flavor profile. Oh, that's so Check crazy. It. You're 100% right because when you grow it indoors under those lights, it's like a blue light from above. It doesn't hit it from or, the side or go around right. it. Uh, it's either a blue light or yeah. an orangish light if you yeah. use HPS or uh, a more whitish light if you're using CMHs. CMH is a ceramic metal halide where it has a, a greater spectrum of lighting in it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, all these like lighting technologies. Uh, LED lights have the either the far red spectrum or the far blue spectrum. Uh, most times people have both uh, spectrums on it, so you might see a purplish light. And I'll, I'll, all up and down the city, I drive by, I see a purple light. I'm looking like, yo, they... Is that what that is? I was wondering what that is. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's Uh not. No, let me. No, I'm not dry snitching on people. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, Never mind. It's just a bunch of kids hanging out and getting some vibes. That's all it is. That's all it is. (laughs) That's crazy. I would never thought that photographers and people who grew weed had a lot in common. Dude, I look at light just as much. Like when, when I look at light, I'm like, yo. You know, I want to shoot at 630 because the light starts going down. It becomes a little more yellow, a little more orange and right. more red. And then right. you have like a weird blue hour right. after that. Right. You know, yeah, so, I, could, so I 100% get it. Yeah, so you could have different different, different herb or you could have the same plant actually, an actual clone of the plant. Clone is where you actually take a plant, cut it off, make a new plant out of the same thing. So they have, a, they're genetically identical. Mm. Um, but it's not. With a, excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, you, you, go, you go. I was saying you could grow it under one light. And get a certain flavor profile, taste, and effect, and then you grow it under a different light, and get a different flavor profile, taste, and effect based, oh. based off of that, just on the environment, and, that, and that's just only the light. Then you have the temperature and humidity, and those other factors that go into it, to where it's been reported and even like it's proven. People that have um, people that grow the same plant on various sides of a mountain. Uh, have it has a whole different range of uh, flavors just Dude, because of that. You're so right. I mean, I think pe- like myself included, I always assumed that indoor was better because it just looked insane. Like well, yeah, it, it just it just looks like the high times cover. Like it just mm-hmm. looks like a you got some real good rolled in dust out there and breeders and they they're very good at what they do. But the outdoor stuff won't necessarily come out looking like that. But you're saying not for the most part. You have some people that actually do. They'll take the time. To cover their outdoor grow. Oh shit! And have it, you know, make sure that it doesn't get any anything hitting it, or they might have it inside a greenhouse, and you know, get more of the um, crystals saved on it through that. You know. Uh, so what about the soil? Is just use like natural soil and stuff. Use like? natural soil, uh, amended soil. Is you know you could use various different uh, mineral rocks to amend it. Um, various. Uh, Biological ingredients, uh, crab shell, um, most of this stuff is like recyclable stuff, you know. Um, uh, what else? Crab shell, lobster shell. Uh, uh, yeah, no, do you, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Shell, I, I don't know why the shells right now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete sort of diet for the plant nutrients coming from below. Like guanos and certain type of things. It's doing like an organic thing. So, what you're doing when you when you putting those things in the soil, you're feeding the soil to create an active um, environment. And a lot of times, um, people will inoculate the soil with various different what they call uh, fungi that are called referred to as mycorrhizae. Myco meaning fungi and rhizae yeah, meaning root. Oh yeah, myco meaning fungi, uh, rhizo meaning root, mycorrhizae, um, bacterial um, inoculants that basically supply the 
the uh, microbes that break down the organic matter into uh, usable components, usable chemical mm. components that the plant can absorb. But because it's coming from an organic source, meaning it's a living source, it's the the actual chemical is bound to an organic, uh, what they call a chelation, um, yeah, uh, chelate, meaning uh, chelate comes from uh, the Latin word claw. It binds itself to this actual ion, like so like a metal ion or an yeah. um, actual, what they call salt. It's, a, it's in an organic state, so it's able, the plant is more able to take it up into itself. Mm. And so, um, like, like guana, like bat poop. Yeah, bat poop. But the the nitrogen from bat poop is then is eaten. It might be bound in the form of whatever long chain of bat poop. Mm-hmm. It gets broken down by a bacteria or by a fungi into the form of nitrogen, into the form of nitrate, which is a um, basically an ion of nitrogen and hydrogen and oxygen. Oh. Okay. From that, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that that um, is able to be uptaken by the plant. Now, you have nitrates that are created through uh, uh, chemical synthesis whereby an acid is placed on a mineral or something like that, and then you have the, the raw salt, the raw element, which is what chemical fertilizers are, are made of. Um, and it, that is like a, a more potent thing as far as the plant to take it up, but it won't have anything organic along with it. So basically to, you to want like... Whatever you want down there, you just want it to be as organic as possible, like as, yeah, as, as, as alive as and possible. have like, like you want like earthworms, you want, you want earthworms, you, you want all of that going on. Shells, in there. I, got, like, I went and got real technical in the book. What I'm saying, no, I was like, listening yeah, to you because yeah. I mean, like, I, I think everyone who's ever smoked has at least thought about growing and you're like, and so you start looking it up. So I, I get a lot of what you're saying, right? So, um, people would do that. Um, definitely you do that outside, you have some of the best grows that, um, you ever had now um, growing indoors now because you you outdoors you're limited to how the sun dictates. So during the spring, True. you're only getting about um, it's a higher ratio of of nighttime to daytime. So the the plant is gonna it'll probably think that it's flowering and you'll see it developing. Some how much? Buds. So so right. using like the DC context, like how much would six flowering plants get you? Like if, like if I did that in my household, like how much would that yield? Like outdoors. Man, let me tell you, man, I've seen, shout out to the growers of DC, man. There's some brothers I've seen grow like some huge ass plants. Like how, how big? Like big, like 18 feet tall plants. <laughs> What? I kid you not. It's a tree. Bushes, bushes, trees. They're growing trees. God damn. You check it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If that's, if that's how you're doing, that's how you're growing. If you're staying on it and you're actually making it, making it work. Is it good to make it that tall, though? Why not? I don't know. I was assuming like the shorter made it like the fatter sort of different shapes of buds, like maybe it being too tall. With like- well, because it's so tall, it's going to have thick, thick branches in order for it to maintain its... Um, its uh, it's structure. Mm. All right, here we go. When the plant is um, swaying in the breeze outdoors, the stem gets thicker yeah. as opposed to indoors. So if you ever had any any type of herb that you 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 see the stem and it's hollow on the inside, you seen you seen herb like that? It's growing inside. It hasn't had any uh, swaying of it to allow for the plant to build up any cellulose in the stem like a muscle to make almost. it more rigid. Yeah, like it hasn't been muscled. It hasn't um, been worked out. Oh. So there's no um, none of that is in there. But outdoors, that's why you have mostly bigger buds outdoors. Not only because of the, the 
the intensity of the sun, but because it's on a, um, a stem that is swaying in the breeze and, and building up that cellulose on the inside, the cellulose being in there allows it to transport more nutrients up to the, um, to the actual flower and you get more denser buds in doing that. Oh, okay. I guess I was assuming that maybe it would be like too skinny, like, like the taller it got, the skinnier it got. I mean, what you're saying makes 100% sense. That's how freaking things go, grow. I get that. Right, right, right. It's, very, um, <clears throat> it's a very durable plant, man. You, you can abuse that joint and it'll bounce back on you like what? I've had plants outside get attacked by deer. <laughs> and it was like, yo, they just sprung back. Like, ah! <laughs> like, yo, they were like, I mean, like, yo, they were like actually yeah. pruned by the deer. So indoors now, I show people how you could prune your plant to get a wide amount, a wide coverage area, get one plant to cover a four by four area that would yield you a, a minimum of one pound. Wow. And that's like a, a four or five foot plant maybe? Uh, four by four, four by, oh, it doesn't by have four. to be necessarily tall. It's, it's more about the surface area. Of the mm. So just how wide it is. How wide it is, because the the, the light is basically hitting a, on a two dimensional level, whereby it's just coming from straight up, going straight down. So you want to have as much area for the plant to absorb as much light as possible. So the plant itself naturally is going to grow in like a Christmas tree type of formation, where the taller um the taller uh, stem is. It's basically forming like a pyramid type of um, design or growth. Oh. But when you clip that, that one off, all the side branches then grow up and you can have an even canopy okay. where you're growing, um, where you have your buds all getting an even amount of light coverage so that you have a lot of dense buds. There's, um, there's ways that you can manipulate it in, they actually call it manifolding, where you actually form an actual physical manifold made out of stems, almost like a candle, candlestick type of um, design, a menorah. If you can imagine a menorah, um, the um, Hanukkah menorah or, or the um, Kwanzaa menorah, whatever, oh, something like, like that. Yeah, the central stem and it comes out. Exactly, like that. Having something like that and you, it has an even canopy, so even growth. So instead of having one large bud and smaller buds on the side, you have an equal amount of large buds. Whoa, um, so manipulating the actual plant and the way it grows right. to produce right. a certain thing. Right. So that way you can maximize the amount of um, of dried bud that you yield off of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It's very, and so very one plant like that would get you how much? Um, anywhere between one to three pounds, depending on your what growing method. Fuck? And um, Bro, if, if I, <clears throat> if I, if I had six plants that were, far, that were, that were about about to um, end of the season, you know, about the harvest. And I had six that were flowered. If I was just to assume bare minimum six pounds, that's a lot for my for just a household. Holy shit! I mean, don't you got friends? Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of friends too. But like, okay, damn, that's do, a lot do, of- do they not deserve to, to to share in the goodness of the of the of the of the herb? Like, come Big on, man. facts. Dude. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I definitely want to give my friends some. I'm yeah, like, yo, dude, check on, out what I'm growing, man. They're gonna be over there. Yeah. Be like, oh, what you got growing? You know, like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna um, it's gonna be a good thing, man. And what what's gonna happen? Are y'all gonna get drunk and then, I mean, not drunk. Are y'all gonna get into a fight or something like that? When you when your friends come over for the herb and y'all smoking herb or something, is that gonna happen? Yeah, he's gonna get like, mad at short. You gonna overdose and and um and crash into a building or something like that? Nah, y'all gonna chill out. Y'all gonna relax. Y'all gonna build. Y'all gonna philosophize. Y'all gonna create. You gonna do 
everything that the herb do for you, gonna, yeah. you know what I mean? And you, like, yo, so for you having your massive amount of herb and sharing it with your friends, you're making the world a better place. Mm, yeah, I was thinking just, just yeah. like myself, I'm like, fuck, I could not smoke six pounds in one season. Like, there's, holy shit. Man, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Let your girlfriend break up with you and watch what happens. <laughs> Freaking hero, you do that shit. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, yeah, wow. So, so how crazy is business for you? For someone who's teaching, like, people how to grow, I imagine, like, it's getting pretty crazy. Like, how is, how is it right now in the D.C., just well, like the D.C. landscape? because I'm growing with people within their houses, I've been on a secretive type of thing. But I'm okay, launching yeah, yeah. My, um, my website, um, urbanorganic.com. Um, it's uh, a guide with uh, downloadable uh, instructions on how to grow, um, I'm setting up classes on, like I said, workforce training. Oh, nice. Um, what was the name of the website again? Uh, Urban Organic. I'm not sure I got Herbandorganic.com? Herbandorganic.com. Hey, I'll check it out, man. If you, I'm sure people listening might, might be uh, pretty interested in that, too. If you're in D.C., I guess, or anywhere else you can grow. Yo, you got a God-given right to grow, man. And the main the main rule of growing, and this is why, you know, it's taken for myself being a grower from 1999, is the main rule of growing is tell nobody. The second rule mm, of growing yeah. is tell nobody. Because, you know, just because of the drug war, a lot of people have lost their lives, their family, they've been incarcerated, just for growing a plant within their house. Mm-hmm. Just for that just simple thing that didn't do no harm to anybody or anything, just for growing a plant in their house, they've, you know, suffered a lot and that sucks. But uh the website, yeah. H E R B N O R G A N I C dot com. Herb N or Herb N. Like a play on the word urban. Like oh herb shoot. Oh, you messed organic. me up. Yeah, let me put that up. Put that on camera. Oh dude, well yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh eight Herb, the letter N, organic.com. Yeah. Oh, damn, you just got the biggest plug on my show, right. too. Jesus. Yeah. But it took me a while hey. to get it. <laughs> it took me a while to get it right. That's hella cool, man. Yeah, man. They could call me directly at 404-418-2015. Ooh, I don't know if you should put your number out on the internet. Oh, maybe I shouldn't put my I'll edit that out for you. Edit that out, yeah. I hope I remember yeah, that one. Sorry sense. if I don't. All right, cool. But the, Yeah, but this is sick, though. Hell yeah. All right. That's yeah. cool, man. All right, um... Yeah, so that's the main thing is helping people to grow. Like, as far as all the laws and all of that, man, it's like, yo, you got this plant. It came from the earth, man. Yeah, if I can grow tomatoes, I should be able to earth. grow that. Like, yo, like, why you, why, why, why this person gonna, gonna come interrupt that? And all they do is bring you joy. That's so true. But some people think it's terrible. Some people think it's the devil's lettuce, dude. The devil's lettuce. Devil's fucking Overdose lettuce. Overdose on the devil's lettuce, and what happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I've done edibles. I felt like I could have overdosed on devil's yeah, lettuce. Shit. You woke, you woke up later. Yeah. Time. You're just like, God dang. Yeah, that was a crazy woke, nap, dude. That was a crazy ass nap. You probably had one of the best naps of your life. <laughs> yeah. Do you dream? Do you dream a lot? I dream? Yeah, because I noticed that as long as I've been smoking, I don't have really vivid dreams. But but the times that I I stop for like a week or a couple weeks or months or something like that, my dreams come back. I don't know. Like I the have, frequency I, of them. I have dreams. But I think a lot of times... Um, Especially when I'm smoking, I think it's I'm just receiving other 
things that's going on. I do have dreams. Yeah. But it's most, I would say visions, man. Damn, really? Yeah, because it's like, a lot of times it come true. You know, I see it. So I think it's just, I, I would call it like clairvoyance or something like that. You know what I mean? But Like that weird effect, how if you do something and then you sleep on it, you're better at it? I think that all of those things is you just being in tune with the Almighty and you just allowed to receive the message. You know, the message is out there. It's being spoken to you. You just got to be able to receive it. So mm. that's what I think so. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. dude, is there anything else in the in the cannabis world that we all need to know about? Um, uh CBDs. Oh, dude, that market is coming back, man. Large, or it's 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 coming in. It's coming in. It's coming in. It's um, it's more palatable, I guess. I had I had a guy on here. He's his his thing that he's so hyped about is his investments into the CBD industry around here. So it's on every corner now. You could get CBD flour, CBD gummies, CBD. So it's basically hemp that has uh less than point three percent THC in it. Or cannabis that has less than point three percent. I don't know. THC. I don't know if I believe that CBD, the CBD bud though. Like, like I don't know if I believe that because I've tried that once and I definitely well, felt big too. Well, I, I was messed up. Well, uh, my company Urban Organic, we have access to CBD that's um, tested, has a certificate of analysis, basically along with it to say that it's tested, and um, you can't actually. You can't really get caught without that certificate. Mm. You know, and it has to follow it wherever it goes. So other than that, if it looks the same as any other herb, so God, dude, the world's gonna be such a crazy place, dude. Like, just this all this bullshit over cannabis when now people can grow. Like your aspect, like Ben's whole approach, uh, his aspect was how hemp can save the environment, and then now it's like CBDs, like curing people. Like, there's so many crazy like. In industries opening up from this one Man. fucking thing happening. In Revelations, it talked about the the plant um, I saw in the river and in the midst of it on both sides, the tree of life. And it bore 12 manner of, of fruit and the leaves of the plant were for the healing of the nations. So you could get 12 manner of things all just from herb. So you could get an industrial portion whereby you'll get uh, oil from the seeds, uh, uh, animal feed, protein mm. from the uh, seeds you get uh, from the leaves. You could get CBD from the stalk. You could get fibers, paper. Uh, you could make paints with it. Yeah. You know, you know, um, you know. Um, what do people paint on? The canvas. Canvas, right? Mm. Where that come from? That comes from cannabis. Because it was originally cannabis. Yeah. yeah. So canvas was cannabis. Because you know how, like in Spanish. The B is interchangeable with the V, like Spanish, Spanish, and Latin American Spanish. They they interchange their Bs with their Vs. So, canvas, canvas. Basically. Oh, that's that's a little slick kind of play on on letters right there. Holy shit! Yeah, etymology. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean it's 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 pretty limitless. Like the whole idea that the cotton industry tried to ruin hemp, like that's insane too. Oh, word. I mean, Ben was telling some crazy shit, man. Okay. He was he was saying that when 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 hemp was being, you know, hemp was basically demonized by people smoking it, right? That's what that's that's how they that's how they did it, right? Like really? that's this is this is from Ben. You're saying it like I'm completely wrong. No, no, I'm just I'm just I've never heard this aspect of it because uh, you know you you schooling me. Let me know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
basically uh, hemp. <laughs> hemp. Hemp was a competitor with cotton, and because of that, they wanted to eliminate it because the cotton industry was so strong. So because of that, they were trying to figure out a way to do it, and they came upon people smoking it, especially the Mexicans coming up and smoking it, and they used that as kind of like the poster child and saying it made you crazy, all that propaganda happened, and boom, cannabis was illegal. Okay. I'm also familiar, and I would add to that that you had, um, that was also the time when nylon and um, uh, certain oil-derived um, products mm. were uh, coming online with the advent of more, um, more, more uses being found for petroleum. Mm-hmm. So... Um, certain families like the DuPonts, the, um, the Brown, Herrimans, and Roots, and certain uh, those those families that still interchange and basically is a tribe that basically sits. They're prominent in America, as you were saying today. They their interest because they were introducing those type of fabrics, uh, nylons and the like. Um, they played a, a part in the. Uh, criminalization of that. They were one of the lobbies that helped this guy named um, Harry Anslinger. Did Ben mention that guy? He was a guy that um, he basically pushed like how um, Ben was saying the uh, the Mexican um, and blacks uh, that uh, racist aspect of the cannabis um, what what would you call it? Whatever he was doing, the lobbying or petitioning the government to say that it was evil, the the campaign against the cannabis was was put with a Mexican and black face on it, saying that herb made black men want to rape white women and certain shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So that helped along with that. And Anslinger at the time himself had a push for um, drug testing. He had a drug testing company, still okay. one of the biggest drug drug testing companies today. Mm-hmm. And um, the What's this? George Bush's grandfather was also had a stake in that, along with the Duponts. In um, so like, like I said, the, their fabric they was making nylon and all these other um, fabrics. Whereby you gotta know that cotton has been since forever. Yeah, cotton around for yeah, yeah, decades. just like hemp has been since mm-hmm. around forever, and they've been they've been coexisting even in these United States up until that time, up until that nineteen thirty time, and it's my. From what I've learned from this book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes by this guy named Jack Harrod. They got a strain of herb after, named after him, but oh. that's like one of the best books you got to pick up. Um, I know who Jack Harrod is, 100%, yeah. He talks about um, that, how the certain lobbies, the alcohol lobby, the, because um, mind you, that was a time when prohibition was ending and you had large um, alcohol companies that were now in front yeah. of the government. Yeah. They wanted it. Um, illegal, the law lobby, the corrections lobby, well, I guess that later on, just through the demonization of it, they came online. You said petroleum wanted it illegal? Petroleum, yeah, because it was also being used. Henry Ford, right? Henry Ford and George Washington Carver, they, um, mind you, George Washington Carver, right? He was somebody that was so in tune with plants, right? He showed... um, Henry Ford, and you can look this up, how to make the industrial line, the, um, the what you call it, in line, based on a plant, based on what? how plants, no. plants, plants gather raw materials from their root, which is what happened, the assembly line, that's what it was called, mm-hmm. um, raw materials from their root, and then it 
comes and combines those raw materials into chemicals that it then processes on down the line from the root going on up the stem until it has the final output at the, um, at the flower or the fruit or something like that. You know what I mean? And, oh, um, it's so intuitive. Yeah, man. That was George Washington Carver all day. So he helped Henry Ford with the assembly line, and he also helped Henry Ford with the... Because, um, mind you, George Washington Carver was a bad dude in his day, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, he... Um, They made a, um, a, a Model T, right? Yeah. They had a Model T that was made out of all plant material as much as they could. Okay. Yeah. And it ran off of, um, it ran off of a, a alcohol hemp oil mixture. The, the body of it was made out of a soy hemp oil uh, type of polymer that was developed by George Washington Carver. Whoa. You know I mean? And they had that joint rocking. But... The people at the country club wasn't feeling it, um, Ford, and they was like, yeah, whatever with all that. We moving forward with this oil that we got popping because they found, you know, they were making more uses of it, and our plastic is in everything, oil products are in everything that we, that we are. I had no idea that Carver was with. such an influence in the Ford industry oh, yeah, and, and the invention oh, of the car. Yeah, that's in, that's, oh, that, yeah, that's, man, assembly line, that's what put Ford ahead. That's, that's nuts. So, so because he basically showed a f- uh, some sort of fuel because the prominent fuel, I guess, at that point was like coal and oil stuff like that they essentially were like whoa carver has got to chill and so that's why they are against ill like you know uh illegitimizing cannabis well it can also be used as another fuel as another oil because mind you all the oils the, a full range of oils come off of petroleum that's true you got everything from uh what's that Hair grease, that Jackson, <laughs> castor oil. Yeah, not castor oil. That's oh. from a plant. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like it might come from like something. Comes like from rape seed. So, okay. <laughs> grape seed. Rape. Rape. Like rape. Oh, wh- whoa! Yeah, I never heard of this like seed before. Harvey Weinstein rape seed. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't call it rape oil. I've been bad. Uh, yeah, they, somebody <laughs> might have used it for that. <laughs> well, you have grape oil, <laughs> olive oil. Yeah, that's where castor oil comes from. But, um, Castor oil was also used to make Agent Orange too. So okay, so that makes sense. Why petroleum is against hemp? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because of that. Because it came to replace it. It mm-hmm. came to replace um, nylon. Was replacing um, hemp as a as a um, clothing material. Like I said, cotton was before petroleum and after petroleum. Cotton existed millions of years along alongside hemp. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just straight, boop, they doing this. They doing anything together. Oh. You know what I mean? It was really the um, the petroleum industry. The um, they had a conglomerate, man. These people was like, "Yo, you my family. We go to school together. We gonna look out for each other. <laughs> yeah, fuck everybody else. You know what I mean? They came together and said, like, "Yo, all right, we got this thing right here. We can make this. You can make this money in, in the fabric joints right here. You can make this money in the fuel right here. You can make the money in the um, in the plastics right here. You know what I mean? And that's what they did. They all making it off of the oil. So oil is not just oil." Mm-hmm. Oil is everything. Oil is plastic now. It's your lighter. It's your, you know what I mean? It's your clothes. It's, it's all of everything. All of this used to be hemp, though. Mm. Or has a, p- a potential to be hemp right now. You know? So, industrial, industrial hemp. Like, industrial, when it pop off, industrial is what's under the iceberg. What do you, what, what, what's like an example of industrial hemp? Industrial hemp is... Concrete fortified with hemp. Whoa. That's industrial. 
And that's proven to be better than what we it's already proven have. Proven to be stronger than uh, conventional. Um, conventional. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like maybe like building beams with hemp infused beams, whatever you want. All, everything that we see around us that's made out of concrete, all these bricks and all that, okay. with hemp infused with. Not only would it uh, save on other building materials that would have been used in place, it's gonna be a more stronger material. That's the that's that right there in and of itself is like. That's, Whoa! I had no idea it could be used like that. Yeah, just that, Whoa. just that use right there. You, instead of um, using rebar to enforce uh, concrete like that, you could use hemp, mm. just straight hemp, hemp uh, fibers because they they'll still hold their um, their rigidity and they won't um, rust under any water condition. That's just that right there. That's two uses right there. Whoa! Then you have. Um, uh, lubricating, lubricating oils that could be made off of that. You know what I mean? Just off of the, the seed. That's a use right there. Other, um, well, let me see. Dude, uh, you blew paints. my dude. You blew my mind with the George Washington Carver thing and, and Henry Ford. I had no idea that he was that influential in that regard. I mean, yeah, like, we're in, going to school, you're just trained. Oh, he just made peanut butter, bro. But like, after yeah. talking to you in bed, I'm like, whoa, George Washington Carver was a Badass. Yeah, he was a man. This man was ahead of his time. Yep. Yep, way ahead of his time. So they did that. And all of that, the plastics, just the plastics in and of itself. If we want to say, you know, we want to get rid of petroleum, then we could do it without skipping a beat. Mm. So steel, oil, everyone who's a part of everything hated hemp. And that's why it was legal. Mm. Bruh. Yeah, so that's part of it. That's pretty crazy. And then, you know, people communing with God with it and all of that. So Okay. Like <laughs> You're very religious with your with your with your cannabis. You think it's religious? I I live with it. Spiritual, spiritual, I don't know about the right term. Yeah, I mean yeah, you can call it whatever. I live with it though, you know. Mm. So it's a part of my life. Word. Part of um part of my life. Now that doesn't it's not my life. You know what I mean? By no means. My life is greater than that. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like my, what they call culture is not like solely on the herb. Like smoking herb does not a Rasta make. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it's it's not just about that in the least bit. But yeah. I don't think that, by the way. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm clarifying for the audience. I'm playing dumb now. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Some of that. I know all of that. Well, Omar, man, I really, Omar, I really appreciate you, appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Yeah, man, thank you for having me again. Um, shout out to the website. Shout out to the urbanorganic.com. All right. And, um, urbanorganic.com. Boom. Check that out if you want to grow. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, you blew yeah, my mind man. today, man. Grow thank in the you. the city, man. Grow, 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 grow. The earth is the plug. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. God is the plug. Put that on a shirt, right? I'm copywriting that. Hereby said it on my... uh, It's published. I'm copywriting that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening. That's it. That's the angle.